there is a minister that goes down the hall praying for all the students while they're in class. He'll just go down the hall and he'll touch the lockers and pray for everyone. And then one day he went in to see the coach. The coach had been there six years and had never had a win in season. So this individual, a man of God, went in to see the coach and gave him good news. That he was going to be blessed. Abundantly blessed. This guy seemed to have everything going the wrong way. The opposite direction. From his fact that he had a car that wouldn't run. They were losing every season. There was a risk of losing his job. On and on. And so... The coach turns to this man of God as he's walking off. And he says, do you really believe in what you just told me? He says, yes, I do. Without a doubt. He said, coach, let me share a story with you. Wise man. We learn from those stories. And he said, there were two farmers two farmers in this dry, dry country. Sound familiar to anybody? One farmer didn't do anything with his fields or anything. He just let it sit there. But the second farmer went out and tilled the soil. He was ready for rain. I am asking you to be ready for rain. For we have those challenges in life. And yes, drought is one of them that we have seen many times since I've been here. And yet, in our lives, we have those same trials and tribulation. Jim just shared with me that through these rains... His crop was washed out. But he's ready for rain. He will go ahead and plant again. And he will have a crop. And you and I will also when we follow our Lord. Let me give you an example, or one or two. My cousin Linda lost her husband just a few months ago. But there were two individuals that were equally yoked and preparing for that day, if you can prepare for that day, in that they did everything they could to go see the doctors, do what they were told to do, the medication and everything else. But they were also prepared if he didn't make it. They both know Jesus Christ as well as I know you. They knew Jesus Christ. And yes, it was great sorrow when he passed away. But in my sister's heart, my cousin's heart, I call her my sister most of the time. In her heart, she knew where he was immediately. Because they had planted that seed Years before, and they were ready for the rain. 
he was ready for his time in heaven. Donna, she lost her husband to cancer as well. After about eight years of struggling and fighting, someone would ask, Tom said, what, said, what kind of day are you having? Or just, hey, are you doing okay? And his answer was always, I am blessed. No matter what else, he wasn't going to cry about what was going on with him. He wasn't complaining about the chemo. He wasn't complaining about anything. He just says, I am blessed. And the very last two words that he spoke was awesome God. The last two words. He was ready. He was ready. Donna was ready. We've seen individuals in this congregation that have fought the good fight. I'm thinking of Bill Clawson and how strong he was. And even in his weaker days, he would not be denied his, his entry, if you will. And I'm not talking about a grand entry, but he was going to church. You see, his heart was being prepared. So was Joanne, Kathy, and the rest of the family that are here with us today. They were ready. One year, several years ago, there was a young lady by the name of Rainy Belcher. She came to Vacation Bible School. And she really enjoyed it. And she told her mother that she wanted to come to church here. Now, this young life directly affected that entire family. Because of that young life, Pat and Floyd came. And then Pat called the kids and said, I want to be, I want to be baptized. She already knew she had the cancer. And if you want to join us, you're welcome to. So one evening, one day, all nine of them came forward to be baptized at the same time. The whole family. I've never seen anything like it. As a layperson, I've never witnessed anything like it. But that one young life helped them prepare for rain. For she introduced indirectly everyone to Jesus Christ. So they too are ready for eternity. And we know the Belchers will have one super family reunion when they get there. Very seldom, very seldom is Floyd not here. And you'll notice he always has that disciple pin on. God has plans for you. Each and every one of you, God has plans and it's not the same for any of us. And we are not to compare ourselves to anyone else. For ours is a unique walk with God. A unique one. And you do not know the lives you are touching just by your unspoken witness. You have no idea. He does have plans for us. In John 3, 16, 
This is the word to you. To you. Personalize it, please. This is the word to Rob, to Christy, Tara. This is the word to Paul, Deborah. This is the word to you. So insert your name. For God so loved the world, you. Insert your name. God so loved you that He gave His one and only Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish. This goes along what we were just talking about. You won't perish, but have everlasting life. You have prepared the fields, and there will be a day in which it's harvested, and you will be in His kingdom. The 18th verse says, Whoever believes in Him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the world, but they have not believed into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because of their deeds were evil. You know, I don't know anyone on a first name basis that hasn't sinned, it's my guess that every one of us have. Matter of fact, the Word says we all have. And sin is a separation from God. When we're walking in the sinful nature of the flesh, we are separated from God. No matter what the situation might be, I saw a video just recently, and in this video were individuals that had addictions, and the addictions had control over them and their life, and each one of them talked about that addiction, and they couldn't get enough, couldn't get enough, couldn't get enough, and their life was miserable. They thought they were having fun, but when they realized they could not get away from that addiction, it was controlling their lives, they did not have peace. There was no peace at all. Only through Jesus Christ can we have that kind of peace, knowing that no matter what is going on, He is present. Jesus is a good shepherd. He says, I have come that they may have life, And have it completely. That's what He came for. It's so you and I can have life completely. A complete life of, of joy, yes. Sorrow, yes. Challenges, yes. But victory, yes. The ultimate is the victory with Jesus Christ. In Romans, the third chapter, the 23rd verse. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, and all are justified freely by His grace, though through the redemption that came by Jesus Christ. And in that video, that's what the individuals with the addictions were saying. Once they found Jesus Christ, they found peace. They found forgiveness. They had a a better feeling about themselves. 
They felt like they were worth something. And they also knew Jesus Christ and His Word was true. Every one of them were true. And that offers us that blessing that can come from nowhere else. Romans, the fifth chapter and the eighth verse. But God demonstrates His own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. You know, He says, No greater love does anyone have than to lay down His life for His brother and His sister. He did it for all mankind. He that was without sin. This did that for you and me. Through this, you and I have a window to the joy and the happiness that we can have. Just as I have mentioned those that have gone before us that knew Jesus Christ went without a single doubt that they were going to be in heaven. That they were going to be there. I shared with you just recently the joy I had when I had my out-of-body experience. This week I visited with another man and he was, he asked me not to use his name, but he had the same experience when they were taking him from Quanta to Wichita Falls. While he was in that ambulance, he said he had such a peace about him. It was just wonderful. No fear, no trauma, but that feeling of just complete joy, if you will, or peace, for there was no concern, no concern. He knew at that moment where he was headed if, it, if he wasn't able to pull through. 1 Corinthians, the third and fourth verses, Paul writes this, he says, for what I have received, I passed on to you as of first importance. That Christ died for our sins, according to the Scriptures. That He was buried, that He was raised on the third day, according to the Scripture. Praise the Lord. The price has been paid. There is redemption for you and you and you and me. There is redemption and there is a heaven. There is a heaven. And the doors will open up for each and every one of His children. There will be eternity in heaven. And the joy will be greater than anything you and I can even imagine because we're limited. And our Lord, not limited at all. So rest assured, O children of God, There will be a day of rejoicing in the kingdom of God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you for you are the architect of our universe. You spoke it and the world was created. The streams, the trees, the skies, the animals, and yes, us, your children. We come to you in gratitude, thanksgiving, for you have made this all possible. Even the salvation that we do not deserve, the redemption that we do not deserve, 
the grace and mercy that we do not deserve. It's all possible through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen.